0: Hello. First of all, I'd like to say hello. Welcome to our show. Dahmer, Gacy, and Bundy. Some of the most notorious names of murderers. The Railway Killer is not so synonymous. Angel Matarino Resendiz, responsible for at least 15 murders from U.S. and Mexico during the 1990s. So today, we take a look at Infamy, Murder, and the Railway Killer. So pack your bowls, roll your joints, let's spark up for another Tuesdays with Mary. Okay, so, um, this is going to be more of a, you know, off-the-cuff, if you will, type of podcast, and I am doing it alone, I don't have my two co-hosts with me today, because I just want to jump into this and get this, uh, this topic out of the way. So, uh, like we said, um, I would imagine it's probably pronounced Angel, maybe it is Angel, Maturina Rosendes, but, uh, for now we're just going to call him the Roadway Killer. (laughs) Um... He was born in 1960. He was a physically small, smaller guy, so of course he, you know, had that small man's uh, complex. Um, his mom never married his father and uh, frequently abused him physically. At the age of six, he was sent to live uh, with his maternal uncle, who raped him and also sexually assaulted. He was also sexually assaulted by a local pedophile. So. It's, I wonder what kind of neighborhood you're living in, you know. It seems all these killers and stuff have crazy backgrounds. Uh, At the age of 11, he ran away from home and spent some time living on the street where he took up glue sniffing. (laughs) Of all things to choose, you know, let's get some uh, toxic glue in a a bag and snort it or sniff it or huff it. Uh, At the age of 16, he uh, tried to enter Texas but was deported Uh, It became the first of his many entries into the United States. In 1988, which was the year I was born, he spent some time living in uh, St. Louis where he worked for a temp agency. Uh, Once he became uh, more of an adult, he spent 11 years in American prisons for crimes such as assault, auto theft, firearm possession, and burglary. It is kind of bizarre when you read those things about people that, became serial killers or that ended up killing because it's like he was already locked up for so many other things why you know he just continued to get worse it's supposed to be a real rehabilitation system but they're not rehabilitating anybody apparently because this guy was you know stealing and uh yeah basically just stealing and led to murder but uh, after finishing each sentence he would be deported back to mexico only to return every time <laughs> At the time of his arrest, he was uh, married to a woman named uh, Julieta Dominguez Reyes, and he has a daughter. I'm not going to tell you the name of the daughter. But uh, let's dig a a little deeper into uh, Mr. Resendez with a little uh, segment I like to call Higher Learning. I study high, take the test high, I get high scores. Welcome to Higher Learning. Okay, um, so with the Higher Learning, um, we're gonna dive into, uh, a little bit more about this man, a little bit more about the Railway Killer, because I know you want to know about his murders and his, uh, modus operandi, if you will, um... Let's see, uh, by allegedly jumping on and off trains both within and across Mexico, Canada, and the United States, generally crossing borders illegally, uh, Resendez was able to evade authorities for a considerable time. He also had no fixed address. U.S. government records show that he had been deported to Mexico for at least four times since first entering the U.S. in 1973. He uh, killed as many as 15 people with rocks, uh, pickaxe, and other blunt objects. Mainly in their homes. After each murder, he would linger in the homes for a while, mainly to eat. So he just hung around, made a sandwich after a murder when a dead body's in the house. Like, you work up an appetite. <laughs> um, he took sentimental things and laid out the victim's driver's license to learn a bit about their the lives he had taken. So it was a personal thing. Um, he stole jewelry and other items and gave them to his wife in Mexico. Much of the jewelry was sold or melted down. Some of the items that were removed from the homes were returned by his wife after his surrender slash capture. Money, however, was sometimes left at the scene, (laughs) which is strange. Like, take everything out, I don't know. Uh, he did rape some of his female victims, um... Rape served as a secondary intent. Most of the victims were found covered with a blanket or otherwise obscured from immediate view. So, you know, as it seems, he was still looking to rob, basically. Looking to collect. Get some of that free stuff. Um, some of his victims, uh, his first victim, I don't know if this is accurate as far as timeline, but it says in uh, 1986, an, unidenti- an unidentified woman was shot four times with a 38 caliber. Her body was dumped in an abandoned farmhouse. Uh, Rizindes, uh, stated that he met the woman at a homeless shelter. They took a motorcycle trip together, bringing a gun along to fire for target practice. Rendes said that he shot and killed the woman for disrespecting him. You see, you gotta respect your man. That's what they say, you know. You bring a loaded weapon, it's bound to get fired. <laughs> uh, see, the second victim. Resendez stated that soon after killing the homeless woman, he shot and killed her boyfriend and dumped his body in a creek somewhere between San Antonio and Uvald. Resendez said that he killed the man because he was involved in black magic. So really, this guy was just looking for any way to kill anyone but a magician <laughs> this uh, this man's body has never been found nothing is known about him except what uh resendez told authorities uh third on uh july 19th 1991 the body of michael white 33 was found in the front yard of an abandoned downtown house resendez also confessed to this murder in September 2001, he drew a map of the crime scene and said that he killed White because he was homosexual. He bludgeoned him with a brick. So, there you go. Uh, four and five was March twenty third, 1997 in uh, Ocala, Florida. Jesse Howell, 19 years old, was bludgeoned to death with an uh, air hose coupling. <laughs> Jesus. Left beside the railroad, uh, railroad tracks. Uh, His fiancée, Wendy Von Huben, 16, wow, 19 and 16, that's weird. People were getting married younger, in 97, you know, 20 years ago, apparently. She was uh, raped, strangled, suffocated manually with duct tape, and buried in a shallow grave in Sumter County, Florida. Number six, uh, July 1997, an unidentified transient was beaten to death with a piece of plywood in a rail yard located in the city of Colton, California. Resendez is considered the prime suspect in this case. So there's one that he probably wasn't actually charged for. Um, August 29th, the same year, in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, a 21-year-old. He was a student of the University of Kentucky, and he was walking by the nearby uh, nearby railroad tracks with his girlfriend, Holly, when the two were attacked by Rosendez. Um, he bludgeoned, um, Christopher Meyer with the 52-pound rock, Resendez raped and severely beat Meyer's girlfriend, who nearly died as a result. She, actually, the girlfriend of this victim is the only known survivor. She's been on several different, uh, shows about the incident. Uh, I survived, Uh, 48 Hours, Live to Tell, and uh, ID Channels, Dates from Hell. Uh, Currently, she helps out other victims of sexual assault. She also founded Holly's House in her native Evansville, Indiana, which is crazy. That's where we're located. Not Evansville, but Indiana. So, yeah. Any uh, Indiana listeners, you know, victims of uh, rape or sexual assault, or any crime, really, go to Holly's House. She also works uh, very closely with the R A I N N. Back to the victims here. Back to the grim. Um, October fourth, nineteen ninety-eight, Hugh Springs, Texas. Leafy Mason, an eighty-one-year-old. She. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but it's just sad. It's a. It's a. I la. I don't know. Let's move past it. Um, she was eighty-one years old and a target, apparently. She was hammered to death with an antique flat iron. He entered through a window. Crazy, just a coming through a window, bludgeoning a poor old woman, with her flat iron. Let's see, um, West University Place, Texas, in uh, December, 1998, 39-year-old. Benton, Claudia Benton, a pediatric neurologist at the Baylor College of Medicine, was raped, stabbed, and bludgeoned repeatedly with the statue after he entered her home, which is near the Union Pacific Railroad tracks. Police found her Jeep Cherokee in San Antonio and found Resendez's fingerprints on the steering column. At the time of the murder, Resendez had a warrant for his arrest for burglary, but not yet for murder. So what is that? Six, eight people already he's killed? And... They want to get him for stealing. Still crazy. <laughs> um, let's see. Ten, number ten and eleven it was on May second, nineteen ninety nine, in uh, Waymar, Texas. Norman J. Siernik. forty-six year old, and Karen Siernick, forty-seven year old. Uh, the Siernicks were bludgeoned to death by a sledgehammer. Jesus in a parsonage of the United Church of Christ, where Norman Siernik was a pastor. Oh, jeez, So he bludgeoned a pastor. The building was located adjacent to the Union Pacific Railroad. The Ciernic's red Mazda was found in San Antonio three, three weeks later. Um, June 4th, 1999, just a few months later, um, in Houston, Naomi... Uh, Dominguez, 26 years old. Dominguez was a school teacher in the Houston Independent School District's Benjamin Franklin Elementary School. was bludgeoned to death with a pickaxe in her apartment near the rail, rail tracks. Seven days later, Hawaii Honda Civic was discovered by state troopers in International Bridge in Del Rio, Texas. So he's just riding through Texas at this point, committing crime after crime. Killing after killing, I guess. So let's see. Um, number 12 was in uh, Houston. Number 13 was, uh, oddly enough, the same day, but it was in uh, Fayette County, Texas. Josephine uh, Convica, a 73-year-old, wow, uh, was killed while she lay uh, sleeping by a blow to the head from the same pickaxe used to kill Naomi Dominguez. Wow. Uh fourteen to fifteen happened uh June fifteenth, so you know, mere nine days later. He was in uh Gorham, Illinois though, and uh George Morber Senior, who was uh eighty years old, and Carolyn Frederick, fifty two years old. Uh Rosendez shot George Morber in the head with a shotgun and then clubbed Carolyn to death with the same shotgun. Jeez. The house was located only 100 yards away from a railroad track. So, if you're not catching on, that's how they got the name of the Railway Killer. He was just always... The murders were always taking place near or around railroad tracks. Um, it says, uh, 16, uh, is suspected in the death of Fanny Whitney Byers, who was 81, another old woman... Uh, she was found on December tenth, nineteen 1998, bludgeoned to death with, a tire, with the tire rim of her Carl, Georgia home. Wow. Which, this is located near the CSX Transportation Railroad tracks. A Lexington couple was actually charged in the Barrow County murder. But Resendez admitted to the FBI agent that he killed Buyers, according to authorities. He confessed to seven other killings as well, which took place in uh, Mexico. So, uh, that is that, guys. That is, uh, that is our higher learning. I hope you learned a little something. If I study high, take the test high, I get high scores. Oh. Well, welcome to higher learning. Okay, so yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. To, I mean, it, it's quite a few victims. It's, it's even more than he actually uh, decided. Well, that was actually, a, how do you want to say, um, documented. You know, there, he probably did a lot more killing than that, but as far as the documentation goes, it says, you know, 15 to 16. It could be any more. Could be plenty. It could be way more. We don't know. There's a lot of unsolved crimes in the world. So uh, let's continue going on here. We went through uh, all of his murders. Let's uh, let's see his arrest and trial. Um, the police tracked down Rosendez's sister, Manuela. Uh, she feared that her brother might kill someone else or be killed by the FBI, so she agreed to help the police. Uh, Texas Ranger, of course. Uh, Drew Carter, accompanied by Manuela and a spiritual guide, which seems strange, why would you need him? (laughs) Met up with Resendez on a bridge connecting El Paso, Texas with, uh, looks like Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua. (laughs) Resendez is, uh, I don't speak Spanish. Resendez, uh, surrendered to Carter. Uh, during a court appearance, Resendez accused Carter of lying under oath because his Resendez, you know, his, uh, Resendez accused Carter of lying under oath because the Resendez family was under the impression that he would be spared the death penalty. However, uh, Resendez's ultimate fate would be decided by a jury, not Carter. Duh. Foolish. Don't be foolish. I'm sorry if you heard that crack. It was just my toe. Sorry about any of the other extra sounds, like I said. This is kind of a... It's not going to be the best sounding recording, but you know, I'm going to get it out there nonetheless. This is, this is interesting stuff for you guys. Um. <clears throat> says, uh, 99, former Texas Attorney General Jim Maddox, wary of the controversy mirroring uh, many confessions and recantations by Henry Lee Lucas, remarked of, uh, Resendez. I hope they don't start pinning on him every crime that happens near railroad track. So, there's, uh, Mr. Henry Lee Lucas, which is another topic of discussion. He definitely wanted, uh, he wanted his numbers. So he literally was saying, you know, he didn't want, um, Mr. Resendez to get all the credit for killing a person and the body happened to be by a railroad track. So, uh, you know, terrifying. <laughs> uh, Resendez will be retried and sentenced to death for, uh, Benton's murder. Interesting, interesting to see this. Very interesting. All right, so on June 21st, 2006, a Houston judge ruled that Resendez was mentally competent to be executed. Upon hearing the judge's ruling, Resendez said, I don't believe in death. I know the body is going to go to waste, but me, as a person, I'm eternal. I'm going to be alive forever. End quote. He also described himself as a half-man, half-angel, and told psychiatrists he couldn't be executed because he didn't believe he could die. Amazing. Just the the goal of some of these guys. Be so full of yourself, you just you can't even die. You can't be murdered. Even though scientifically proven, the death penalty seems to work. The lethal injection, I should say. <coughs> Excuse me statements like the uh, above have led speculations to conclude that Resendez was not competent to be executed. <sighs> I don't even know what else to add there. <laughs> in the words of a bilingual psychiatrist who evaluated Resendez on two occasions in 2006, delusions had completely taken over Resendez's thought process. So there you go. He was, you know, continuing to go a more crazy. Due to the isolation of maximum security prison, I'm sure. But who cares? Fuck him, you know? He killed a lot of people. And he does, uh, you know, he deserves uh, what's coming. But uh, with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and not uh, pause for a second and talk about our sponsor. Are you tired of regular camera shots from your cell phone or tablet? Are you tired of overpriced fo- professional photos? Check out our sponsor today for the best prices and dedicated service. SimplyAmazingPhotos.Weebly.com Contact now for a $50 fall shoot. That's SimplyAmazingPhotos.Weebly.com Maternity, couples, families, or general headshots. Contact now for a $50 fall shoot. That's simply amazing photos dot Okay, guys, sorry about that. I had to do a little commercial break. I didn't and I missed the pause. But um yeah, I've definitely had uh, photos done by Simply Amazing uh, Photography. My son's photos were actually done by her. And it's great work. Definitely check her out. Uh, let's continue on with some more. on um, Hell, the Railroad Killer, Resendez. Let's talk about um, the railroad killer's death here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Of course, you know I'm hitting the hit hitting, <coughs> hitting the bolioyorks oxen free. Gotta stay uh, you know, let's stay on the creative level here while we talk. Anyways, uh, of course, you know Mr. Resendez was gonna appeal his stuff even though he was uh, losing his mind so. Not much to fight for. Um, Despite an appeal pending with the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, Resendez's uh, death warrant was signed. He was housed in a Polunsky unit in West Livingston, Texas. I'm sure it's a wonderful unit. He was executed in the Huntsville unit in uh, Huntsville, Texas on June 27, 2006 by lethal injection. His final statement, and I quote, I'm going to ask... If it is in your heart to forgive me, you don't have to. I know I allowed the devil to rule my life. I just ask you forgive me and ask the Lord to forgive me for allowing the devil to deceive me. I thank God for having patience in me. I don't deserve to cause you pain. You do not deserve this. I deserve what I'm getting. End quote. That's crazy cuz I've actually done quite a, quite a bit of research on the, on these different killers and whatnot. It's uh mind-blowing to see somebody say so much before they uh, before they go. <laughs> cuz in most cases they really don't say anything. In most cases they don't even really even eat. You can get a last meal, you know. Why would you not take that up? Anyways, uh was pronounced dead uh 805 on uh, June 28, 2006. Um Claudia Benton's husband, George, was present at the execution, says Resendez, was uh, evil contained in, and I quote, evil contained in human form, a creature without a soul, no conscience, no sense of remorse, no regard for the sanctity of human life. So yeah, of course, I mean, the guy was a murderer, he was taking uh, lives. And I, apparently the age limit didn't matter. Or maybe it did because it did, you know, we did say that he was a smaller guy. So maybe he felt it was a little easier to overpower the elderly, <laughs> right? And, of course, we already know that, uh, you know, grandma's got herself a Corvette. So grandma's got some money. Anyways, um, let's go ahead and go with uh, our final section. Odd Stats Time. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Resendez case was featured in uh, documentaries, of course, because it's a curious thing. That's kind of what made me fall into it. I was more interested in the idea of why they called him the Railroad Killer, Railway. There's three different names. But um, if you want to cite these sources, it's uh, Crime Stories on the Discovery Channel. Uh, infamous Murders: Death in the Country on the History Channel, which... The History Channel has completely fallen off as far as being time worthy. Uh, No offense. (laughs) Murder She Solved, True Crime, Episode 13, Railway Killer, on the Oprah Winfrey Network, Canadian TV channel. Um, And The FBI Files, Tracks of a Killer on the Biography Channel. Uh, Resendez was the focus on December 11, 2010 episode of 48 Hour Mystery, Live to Tell, The Railway Killer, in which Holly Dunn, of course, the main survivor, Um, You know, she speaks about what happened in her attack and the murder of uh, Christopher Meyer. It was also shown on uh, Dates from Hell. Uh, One episode of uh, Criminal Minds, Catching Out, featured a serial killer named Armando Salinas, who appeared to have been based on Resendez. Like Resendez, he was a Hispanic drifter who traveled by railroad and killed most of his victims by bludgeoning them. So I guess there's that. Uh, And in the end, uh, he did travel um, by train to the different places in Texas. Like, he wasn't just driving a vehicle, because I'm sure he didn't have a license. But he did steal a lot of cars during this process. You know, obviously driving them without a license and then traveling back and forth via, uh, how do you say, uh, train. You know, jumping uh, train car to train car, you know. And that seemed a little bit easier to hide amongst those things. I, you know, I've tried to grab onto a moving train before, and it's just not an easy thing to do. But this guy was a master at it, apparently, traveling, you know, city to city. But, you know, ultimately he had a plan. In the end, uh, every place he went, you know, he knew what he was going to do. You know, to uh, basically survive where he went. If, you know, without that, you know, what would actually be the point of him being a killer at all? (laughs) I mean, he was a thief. He just, you know, in the beginning he was literally just stealing people's shit. He had already done a bunch of time for it. And then he just starts, oh, excuse me, overtaking uh, old women and taking their stuff and killing them. But then he also did sexual things with them too, so you can't deny that. Definitely a weird guy, uh, Angel Maturino Resendez. I appreciate uh, doing the show on him. You know, he's a piece of shit for sure, but definitely the information is uh, interesting. There's a lot more to know. I would love to give you guys a lot more information, believe me. But uh, this was a quick episode, quickly done. I hope you enjoyed listening at all. I hope it might uh, push you into uh, researching. You know, the railway killer yourself. Maybe find out more information on your own, and uh, you know, share it with me. Um, you can contact Tuesdays with Mary podcast um, at uh, Tuesdays with Mary, that's Mary with an I, at gmail.com. You can find a lot of our podcasts at tuesdayswithmary.buzzsprout.com. Uh, Tuesdays with Mary, pretty much everywhere, guys. Come check us out, listen to us, Uh, continue to uh, smoke on. Love you guys. I did fail to mention Bird World will be back uh, next week. So uh, sit in anticipation.